listeners, and welcome to the Red Podcast. It's me, Roy. As always, I'm here with Manny Me. Damn it. Now I'll try to change it up. Manny Me. <laughs> <laughs> your main man. Mon- Dang it. No, I don't, I don't want to say your main man, Mono. Um, Manny, <laughs> what's your man, Mono? Ma- Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's Yo, I, I've said it for so many weeks now. Like it's like uh, second it's nature true. now to say it. Um, but it's yeah, you're yeah, with you... Manny. Yeah, throwing them for a loop. The people don't know what hit them. <laughs> What's up, man? How's everything? How's life? Hey, living, recruiting. Life's so been cruising? good, man. Cause we actually, we, we, I'm proud of us. We've been going to the gym <laughs> consistently, dude. Consistently, I was thinking about that. About? Um, uh, like um earlier, and I was like, "Yo, mm. that is so good," and um, it 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 shows consistency and yeah, you know, a rhythm. And segue to our topic. <laughs> segue to our topic. What's our topic, Roy? Oh man, we're kind of blasting through this pretty fast, huh? Oh shit! Um, my bad. A topic. <laughs> a topic is um. Even asking how I'm doing or not. No, I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, this um, is a good ass segue. <laughs> um, our topic doing, today though? is going to be making effective decisions, um, strong core core values, and habits of the rich and successful people have. Okay. 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 Before we do that, I don't want you to um, be left out. How are you, Roy? How, how's Roy been uh, doing? I'm pretty good, man. Just What's new in Roy land? Uh, nothing special, man. Just... Uh, Again, just trying to do this challenge, trying to get get the gains up. If you guys don't know, check. Um, if you don't know, you haven't heard of the challenge he's talking about. It's like the basically million dollar challenge. Um, it's a one k challenge. It's a one k challenge. Oh, it's uh, I don't know the official name. He did. He it's did. It's a one k challenge. We're just, just gonna say that. Okay, one k challenge. One k to one m challenge. Um, and uh, he's doing pretty good. It just check out our uh, one of our podcasts. I think it's like three podcasts ago. We we talked about it. So. Check it out if you want to be up to date on right. it. But you said you're doing pretty good with it, right? Yeah, um, we just crossed like for total inventory and like also like um, cash value. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much everything combined, we're roughly at. Let me get to it. I can tell you the amounts. We're at fifteen thousand nine hundred twenty dollars. Okay. Um, collective. So that actually puts us ahead. Puts us audio pretty much in the month of June. So we're three months ahead of like our schedule. Okay. And basically what I was telling Emmanuel is that that is actually a, uh, the only issue with this number um, is that that's if, that's with inventory and everything if it sells. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was just telling Emmanuel, I was like, I might just be at this number for the next few months. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, you know, stuff can sell and inventory could still remain the same, but it could not be selling. So that's where there's a little conundrum there. That is true. Yeah. Tis true. And then, like I said, um, in our Discord, I put down notes of like uh, pros for the month, which is, again, pretty much the majority of items that we have netted us 100 to 200% of our ROI. Mm-hmm. We mapped out a game plan for March. And again, like I said, we're about three to four months ahead of schedule. So that's pretty good. So we have actually some leeway to kind of relax, but not really. Cons is that... Uh, one of the accounts is on probation due to the fact that like there was a high sell volume and high um, high ticket items that were sold, mm-hmm. and now that money is like frozen until a later date, which is pretty much like ninety days. Yikesers. Um, let's see. Instead of buying three hundred and fifty 
units of a specific item, mm-hmm. we end up buying 400 plus more units and it costs us at least 70% of a total total revenue or income that we made. Eee. Yeah, so that's the big yikes. That is big yikes. So, yeah, so that's pretty much a conundrum, man. It's just where getting that about that huge amount of money going out towards like again goods that I did not mean to purchase. Mm-hmm. It's very it kind of throws back the whole entire um portfolio because the money that we could have used, we could have done like you know, little more flips and stuff like that. You'd be able to do other stuff. Like yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. But I mean at, at the end of the day you still have inventory, so that's yeah that's good. And yeah, that's that's it's true. inventory that and, will um, sell. That should uh, sell. That should sell, you know, this, the predicted amount, predicted value, because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you but it, it's still, but it all falls in line to, like, what I'm, like, planning on doing for the store. Okay. Because it's, the whole purpose of the store is not to be a one item once a week or one item, like, once You're a few to days flip store, type store of deal. Yeah, I'm trying to have something where people like, oh, shit, this guy has a catalog of items. Know, Let of me check what items. he got if I need anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then, um, so... So that's pretty much the cons for our game plan because this is part of the pros is that um, we're going to work on posting these 750 units. Um, so that's going to take some time. Uh, we set up more stores on different platforms. So that's going to be... And again, like this is going to happen. At the end of the challenge, I'll explain more and go to more details. Yeah. Uh, pretty much what we're going to be doing this month is product research. Uh, we're going to do some drop shipping, which I already in the process of like um, finding items right now that I want to drop ship mm-hmm. Pri- more so like private label and there's like two concepts of private label this white label and an actual private label then and um, just try to maintain a steady amount of sales so that's really okay. that's really the goals for March so yeah alright cool cool yep. cool sounds like mm-hmm. a plan mm-hmm. Sounds so we, like a plan. Yeah, so we get to see what um what happens and like uh what's going on. But like I said, we're very fortunate that it this kind of put us three to four months ahead of like schedule of like. So it gives you time to do the at. research that you're you're talking about. Huh? It's, I said it gives you time to do the research that you're talking about. Oh yeah, absolutely. We get to see enter different markets and see what like, what we can do to like kind of increase the yeah. amount of money that we're receiving. True, so true, that's true, just true, now, true, true. now it's just it's just a process. So yep, that's pretty much what's been going on, what I've been thinking about, and like what I've been pretty much planning on doing. Yep, yep. Dope. All right. So. But um, yeah. So let's hop into the topic. All right. What do you think is, uh, makes a person, or um, what I'm trying to say, uh, what what do you think is an effective decision? Like, what's your definition? An effective of it? it's, decision. It's Ask a question. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. Yeah. Okay. So, um, basically, what I'm asking you, um, what is your definition of an effective decision? Effective decision. Something yeah. uh, I would say a decision that you make that you're it's well calculated and um, it has thought behind behind it. Uh, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll say that. So you understand like the risk and the, the risk and stuff and like, like that, the rewards, and then you make the thing yeah. that would give you the. It limits your risk and increases your success. Like the chances, right. like you're you get a better outcome than negative outcome. Yeah, uh, you know, 
lesser two evils, mm-hmm. the the one that bestly suits your needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how would you think? What what would your your process of making an effective decision like? How would you make that effective decision? Like, what's your thought process of it? I would say like like for me like an effective decision of making stuff like that is just knowing, gathering in, as much information as possible, like just knowing as much as I can know. Do diligence. Yeah, yeah, do diligence, um, research, find out what I want. And like, um, I know this like old fashioned, don't think about like a tea table works too, like a pros and cons list kind of thing. Yes. Like if especially if you um you're tackling tackling two decisions like this way or that way. I think that pros and cons table really works mm-hmm. and like, you know, yeah. and it and then you decide, I would decide on which like cause almost everything you have, there's usually a negative side to whatever decision you make. Mm-hmm. And then you're just gonna see is that is that the price you're willing to pay? Um, cause I remember, this is a side note, but when I when I just said uh, price to pay reminded me of Dave Chappelle. He said like you know when he was about to go to 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 um, do comedy, he told his dad and stuff like that, or like in show business in general. And his dad told him basically before you start, set a price, set a price, and when that when that price becomes too much get out of there set a price before you start so you know what your limit is not a price like money wise but just kind of like this is something i don't not i'm not willing to sacrifice for this thing and when it comes to that where you feel like you're gonna have to sacrifice that thing that you said from the jump you're gonna like let's say family time like let's say you say you're not gonna sacrifice family time for this business and when this business is now asking you sacrifice family time you know it's time to dip so that's like with any like effective decision making like the more you know you know what the risks are and you know what you're willing to sacrifice or to basically you know to get what you want and then you you pay you you pay the price yeah so again like you just said Mm -hmm. um pros and cons Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just thought of the Uh, i I agree with you there i think that's how i would make this uh effective decisions i um first do my dual diligence Mm -hmm. um then i'll do my pros and cons um so i'll weigh the risks versus the reward um the consequences um then another thing i try to do depending on like what kind of decision i'm making uh i would at least depending on how big the decision is maybe take at least if it's a huge decision maybe one to two weeks before i make a um, like an executable decision if you um, have the time something that's yeah if i have the time mm-hmm. but if it's not i would ask for like at least maybe a day at least 24 hours or to sleep on it as the saying goes mm-hmm that's how I personally would like make an effective decision. How I would like, because um, you know, because sometimes when you try, when you are in the middle of a whole bunch of situations, you feel like overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and then you kind of force yourself to decide right in there because you you assume that you don't have time. Are, quick but, question: yeah. um, Are you like a? How are you with decisions under pressure? Like pretty good. You're you're pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because like like I told you before, like I go in a different mode when I'm in um, um when I'm crisis like, mode. Yeah, well, not necessarily. I'm saying when you're mode. in crisis situation, like crisis mode, you go into a different mode. Yeah, it's maybe I I don't know. Okay. I can't really say, but when stuff is happening, mm-hmm. you know, if like for example, like uh, we had a roommate, um, you know, who tried to commit suicide, and um, my roommate was panicking, and I was just fine, um. I mean, I understood. I understood the situation, and pretty much me was like, "Okay, let's get from A, B, C, and D. What can we do now?" All right, your roommate's 
overreacting with, with good reason, of course. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, um, she she's getting um, she's very emotional. I get her out the out the area away from what's going on mm-hmm. and have her do a task, which is you know call nine one one. All right, number two is see what kind of um, what kind of issue are we going through? Is it either cutting? Is it swallowing something? Is it swallowing something to lead to overdose? Uh, stuff of that nature. Then, okay, assess it. Find what it is. Okay, you know what it is now. Um, now what you can do is uh, when she's talking to the operator, now when the operator tell her the type of medication, keep your roommate um, to your best ability awake or at least able to throw up the medication mm-hmm. um, and just have the door open. Well, not open, have the door crack so you can hear EMT or uh, EMS coming in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then go for there and then um, do with your emotions later, I guess. Yeah. That's how I am. Especially like, um, that's one example of something how I realized how that's that's how I am. Yeah. Um then even like when I was when uh when Stephanie was giving birth, like um I'm more so like ready I place myself out of the situation and I just kinda assess what's going on, seeing what she needs, mm-hmm. what kind of support she needs. Um and again just again I just for some reason I always go into a different different realms it doesn't even matter because um, you know that's with my family and with my son being born mm-hmm. then also another situation was with my sister when she got into a really bad accident uh, when she hit hit the, hit a mailbox on like a dirt bike so you don't you, Again, you're somebody who don't panic very easy when it comes to that no I, I can't say it's weird like when when it comes to like those situations um, maybe because like um, I know that deep down it's not going to help Mm-hmm. And the person in front of me, whoever it may be, you know, family, friend, a stranger, whatever, needs help right away. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can do what I can and do to my best ability to support them. Then I can deal with my emotions later. Yeah, if I have any, <laughs> if I have any at the end. Yeah, yeah, honestly, man, I think that's a good trait to have to be calm, cool, and collected. And I think that is that is a a good um a good trait to have for effective decision making like when you're calm cool and collected under pressure like you don't you can't be peer pressured a lot to make uh, decisions yeah, you control your emotions you could control your emotions yeah. like for example let's say something simple as like buying a a vehicle like when you go to like a used car lot you know they're gonna put a lot of pressure on you to yeah purchase a car but when you're somebody who's like you know who have your wits about you and you don't like you know fall to peer pressure a lot like you know your goal you know your objective and you won't like been to that i think that's a really good trait to mm-hmm. have i don't know if i personally am somebody like under pressure i feel like um i'm not a big risk taker um and that's like that's not necessarily a pro but um I, I'm, I'm risk adverse so a lot of times like if if i'm in a pressure situation i'll do the thing that is the less risk for me yeah if that makes sense like for example yeah. if i'm buying a car even if it is a even if the better decision would be to take the risk like that's the more educated the, the smartest thing to do at the moment i'd probably right. do the non-risk thing because i'm like shit what if it doesn't work out what if that what if what if nothing works out like what if i fail what if this happens so that's like i know like under pressure situations i could i could make effective decisions 
but I know a lot of times it goes, it leans more towards the safer bet mm-hmm. than the risk or like the, like, I don't, I probably don't see far enough of seeing like, okay, it might seem like a bad decision now, but long term, it's the best decision to make at the moment. Like, I don't, I think I don't see more than like five minutes ahead of, of yeah, me in a me, way. Yeah, for me, I'm different in that, in that kind of space. Mm-hmm. It's more see like um, I can look at something and if I know, um, you know, the potential or I guess the, you know, in a, for lack of like a better way of explaining it uh, and something that people probably already used to be used to uh, hear a lot is the big picture. Yeah, the bigger you know, picture. Yeah, I can see I used to not have this like uh, when I was younger and maybe like my ne- um, teenage to my like, early um, adult years. I never had like big pictures. I, I I was the same with you. I only can see maybe like the next five days. Yeah. The next uh, you know, twenty thirty minutes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now like um, I can see, I can see the next few years to the next like decade right now. Um, so for example, like the business I'm in, it's not this is not what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. No, but I can see. Hey, the big picture is not what's in front of me right now. So it's okay that things suck right now. But they're not gonna suck forever. And if you do the work, do it the will time, pay off, right? Like, like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I can see the big picture, like in long term decision making. But I'm talking yeah. about like in like on the spot decision making. Sometimes, like you know, I might just make the safer bet of anything. Oh yeah, if if it's on the spot, yeah, yeah I think that's um, like you said. I don't have foresight to like. Um, yeah, I'm risk like adverse in that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that's like a bad thing. I think that's yeah, that's also what I'm saying. I don't think it's a bad thing, but some people are. I think very that's an effective, effective way of make, making a decision because again, you're right. You don't have the time. Like you either have to say yes or no. But some people or like this and that. Like you know, like when you hear stories or like of success stories, I don't know if this is like the norm, but there's a lot of times like you hear like somebody who's very successful from the past or wrote a book or something like that, and they made a decision on the spot which people didn't understand at the moment. It was like, why would you do that? That's dumb and stuff like that. But they were able to see past this something. Like, let's say they buy, they yeah, bought something. Um, I'm just saying, okay. I'm, I'm not saying everybody's like, that's the way to be. But like, mm-hmm. you know, when you hear these stories, like, dang, I can't believe he actually saw a vision. He saw something bigger than what people could see in the moment. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of any stories right now, but I'm pretty sure you heard stories like that where some business savvy yeah. person bought a plot of land out of the middle of nowhere and people are like yo why did you waste your money there and then in 10 years 20 years it's like the epicenter of like a big city or you know what i mean like something crazy like that no um, like i said um i like i said i i it's one of those things where um and going back to what you just said entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um because there's two types of entrepreneurs out there um i personally believe there are visionaries mm-hmm. and there's are there are builders Mm-hmm. The visionaries are the ones like you just said, who can have the foresight of like, hey, this is a you know prime estate and like type of land. The Steve Jobs of the world. Yeah, um, and like we can make a lot of money from here. You know, if we just hold it for the next X, Y, and Z, or mm-hmm. they can see the path of growth, like how I explained to you about the you know real estate over here and yeah, where we live at. They have the foresight, and then um. Like I said, and there's builders, the people who make the stuff happen, you know. Uh, for me, I think, um, go off in a tangent, for these two categories of like builders and visionaries, I think I'm a visionary mm-hmm. uh, type of person. 
Uh, I don't think so, uh, I don't think of myself as a builder. I think of myself as like a hot headed, like super emotional, um, but super driven type of like business person. Yeah. Because with a builder, they're very like um, you know analytic, straight to the point. They understand what they need to do, very and how logical to, to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I like I said, um, but I don't really think what you're what you're saying is like um. I think it's that's a part of making a decision. It's just also like being able to do the quick decisions and like yeah. make it effective and stuff like that. And a lot and of there's times nothing wrong too, with choosing lesser two evils too. Yeah, and a, a lot of times too, it's like um, you can make a bad decision and probably just flip it later on. Like at the moment, it was a bad decision. You couldn't really see any further, but you just kind of like later on you realize, oh shoot, I could do this. Um, there's this guy. He's probably one of. I think I showed you a video about about him. Like the luckiest like guy to from yeah, rags to yeah. riches like um like he kept yeah. failing upwards, and everything he he did like it just happened to work out for him. And that situation I think is just straight luck, but it has to it, there has to be something there too. Like you know, it's also him not giving up too. Yeah, no, no, no. It was not even about him giving not giving up. He was just being a freaking idiot, and then he just <laughs> worked out. Like um, for example, they were um. He sent um bed um bed pans like um bed warming pans to the Car- uh, Caribbean back in the day like way back in the day like during like you know slavery time like he was a a business owner here and somebody told him to do that and he did it like not realizing and you know it's a, Car- a Caribbean it's it's warm it's hot there people don't need bed warming pans stuff like that and then yeah. when he sent it down there nobody knew what the hell it was. And they're like, what are we supposed to do with this? So they start taking that and um, mixing it in the big giant like sugar cane factories or molasses farm. And like to as a they use them as giant ladles. And yeah, okay. so they just bought it. They, they So he bought a bunch of them. So he just sent them all down there as ladles now. And he sold oh, yeah. out all of them. When somebody's <laughs> trying to get him to bankrupt himself because they're like, oh, that's he's an idiot. If he was just going to um, follow his business plan. But I don't know if he had the vision of that or he just got lucky. And there's a bunch of other situations, too, where he did stuff like that and it all worked mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, right. I don't know if I want that luck or that vision. I don't I don't know. One or the other. Those two. Either one will, yeah. I'll be fine with <laughs> Um, oh, but uh, summarize it for to make an effective decision. For me personally, it is dual diligence, um, pros and cons, and to take time or to sleep on it. As the saying goes, That's, those are my top three yeah. um, things that I would do in order to make a effective and uh, an effective decision. And if I can't make a effective decision, and like time is of the essence, for lack of a better word. Um, the lesser two evils, um, again, just seeing my facts in front of me and seeing which one benefits me or benefits the person that I'm making a decision for. That's how I personally would Dude, be. Um, you literally said how exactly I what I was going to say. Not word for word, but basically the same gist oh. of <laughs> the gist of exactly what I was going to say. So I, don't even, me, yes. so I don't need a I don't need to even say how what I do, because I agree 100 percent with all the things that you yeah. that you said. Um, but yeah, what's the what's the what's the second question you had for me? Uh, the second question is strong, um, strong core values and habits, uh, that rich people and successful people have. Like, what do you think they have that makes them consistency, persistence, and conviction, determination, and stuff like that, and uh, at, like good attitude. I think good attitude is probably consistency and good attitude. 
is probably yeah. the number the one and two for me positively positive positively. mindset um yeah. not saying oh if i believe hard enough it's going to happen not that no. but the positive <laughs> mindset of like hey if um shit i failed doesn't mean i give up let's try again let's try another process let's do something like like keeping your spirits up like not being down just because you fail like having that positive mindset of like it's okay to fail like i know i fuck like i failed it didn't work out the way i is but i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna try something else like always right. looking out to do something else just because you failed in one aspect doesn't mean you're a failure you just failed it doesn't right. define you um having that kind of mindset and consistency of like doing something over and over and over again like because a lot of times like we see people that are amazing at things whatever the thing might be maybe it's something athletic maybe it's um academics whatever nobody like of course some people are, we're all born a little different we all have our talents and i yeah. think um some people are just genetically gifted to certain things so it comes right, right, a little absolutely. easier for them but even mm-hmm. the people that it comes easy from they still had to work at it maybe they didn't have to work as hard but like um the saying says um talent beats hard work when hard work up uh, what was it saying damn it fucking up the t- of the the thing um I think it's hard work beats talent yeah um hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard that's the saying um so, yes oh absolutely so, that's so true so it's like if somebody works hard and busts their ass and somebody's just like naturally gifted they don't really work as hard the guy that busts his ass, the guy that spent like for let's say you practice instrument, the guy that spends hours a day practicing versus the guy that it just comes to them or they have perfect pitch or whatever, it's gonna yeah. be easier for them to get a, to a certain point, but they're gonna plateau, and then it's at that plateau point whoever keeps working the hardest is the one that's gonna excel. So I think those are the two things for me: just consistency, keeping at whatever you're doing, keep at it, keep failing and picking it back up, keep failing, keep picking it back up until you become a master or very good at whatever skill that is and mm. keeping the mindset of realizing that because you fail doesn't make you a failure you just failed yeah it's a learning yeah um the one thing that i, I agree for you there the one thing that i would add is honestly uh for big business and certain things is learning when to pivot um when i say pivot i'm more so using it in an expression of a business understanding hey this is not working because of X, Y, and Z, what can we do to pivot or change the direction um, so our business won't fail? Uh, fail? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need to change our marketing? Do we need to change some people? Do I need to step away from the business, which is mostly, oftentimes, it's oh, when it comes to like small businesses and stuff like that, like starting out, you're oftentimes the person that stands in the way of your own business growth. It's crazy. Stubbornness. Yeah, and just like the willingness to not... Because you're when you're starting a business, and once it goes to a certain level where you're starting to make income and it's paying for something, and you're starting to hire people, everybody that you hire is not going to do the same work you're going to do. Mm-hmm. They don't not. They don't care, care as about, much as you do. No, because they don't understand the struggles or the hard work you put in to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where you gotta you know take yourself out. You gotta pivot in the direction of being more hands off and letting people and training people. I think there was a saying um, is that maybe it was from the EMF. I forgot. The saying goes, um, you know, no one's going to do what you do 100% because they don't care 100%. At the end of the day, it's just a job. Mm-hmm. But if you can at least get them to train uh, train them up to at least 60 to 70 or 80%, that you have a good worker there. Yeah. Because now they know how to do pretty much 80% of the job. And you, all you got to do is now just the 20%. You, you know, um, 
you know, I, I don't know if we talked about this recently or I, I brought it up to you. I, I know I've talked to someone about it. It's like um the mindset of like, let's say somebody starts a business, right? Yeah. Um, Perfect example. I think we were talking about, I was talking about Jeff Bezos um, because, you know, he's stepping down from his um, CEO Amazon. Amazon role and stuff like that. And right. to me, like I think about like people who start businesses. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, how yeah. does it feel like, like you literally pour your sweat and blood, like giving up basically your baby. Um, Cause I feel like there's no one who's going to care about Amazon more than Jeff Bezos. Of course not. And that's again, and, like, that's where it's going to happen where he has to like pivot. Yeah. Like if there's, cause we don't know like, his agenda. We don't know what he wants to accomplish. Yeah. Who knows? Like he's like, you know, Amazon is at the point where I brought up as much as I can do. Maybe somebody other than myself can bring it to the next level. And that's fine, but like it's it's scary to find to think that somebody might not care about your baby as much as you want. All they care is about money. That like a perfect another example. Same thing as having kids. Yeah, it's just the same thing as having kids. That's true. Like like it's easy. Like dropping your kid out at a babysitter, having a babysitter. Like you know, of course your your baby cries, and you're like, ah, I know his cries is whatever. But you know, like, but when it's serious, you know, you literally give your life up for that baby, damn near, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. Any, it's like that's your number one objective. But you know, a babysitter is gonna be like. Uh, that's whatever. <laughs> like it's, it's it's not the same love. As co- of course, you would love mm. to find a babysitter that cares for kids that would do anything for a kid. By the end of the day, it's not their baby. Um, Absolutely. But on the business side as well, it's like um, let's say Chick Fil A. They have a strong religious back background. Their the founder I think was like a minister or like a very big. He was a very big church person in general good on charity did all that kind of stuff and then when he finally passed like i like a lot of people was wondering if like chick-fil-a would go would start opening on sundays now and i'm pretty sure he has some kind of clause in his in his um contract of, <laughs> to not open on sundays but no I, sundays for yeah you but i do think um and the reason why i'm saying that is like his his thing went to family i think his kids or one of his kids is like ceo or is running the company now so i feel like yeah. it's still within the same Spectrum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they have this. They know how hard their father did work to of get course, this company to where it's at. So I think they'll have the same love and care for it. As in, like for example, like let's say after these kids die, uh, die and it's not like family anymore. It's like other corporate suits, college people, MBAs that start working there. It's just kind of like. Right, right. They might start finding a loophole to find a way to increase profit and open on Sundays. Like whether you agree with Chick Fil A or not on their beliefs or whatever. But it, that's one of their core, like their core standings, and it means a lot uh, for yeah. the founder. Because of course, opening Sundays, they would make a lot more money. They're losing a seventh of their profit because they're not open on Sundays. Probably even more because Sundays is like you know everybody come from church. You just stop by, mm-hmm. grab a little quick meal before you make make it home. So they're losing a lot that or way. Even before church, <laughs> yeah, before church. Like either way, like you know they're losing a good <laughs> bit of profit. But because of his morals and his beliefs. He's like, I want to give my workers that day so they can go to church. I think that was the reason he he had that but it, thing. It, but it also goes to the concept of, um, have you ever read the um, Blue Ocean Probably strategy? didn't. Yeah, no, I did not. Like, whatever Probably you said, not. did you read it? I'm like, nah, I didn't read it. I don't know what you're going to say, um, but I didn't So basically, read it. Um, Blue Ocean Strategy is the whole entire concept of you're in a sea of, you're in a, a sea of red, mm-hmm. which is, you know, your competition, which is like McDonald's, Burger King. Mm-hmm. And this is a Chick-fil-A example. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's, whatever. All the fast so food what joints, you, burger yeah, joints. So yeah, so what you want to do, because since, you know, um, what you want to do is make yourself your own ocean, like your own blue ocean where you're not competing with anybody. Your marketing is completely different from everyone. 
and Chick-fil-A That's what is they did. the only one that closes on Sunday, you know, and not only that, their service is completely different from almost any single fast food restaurant you have ever been to. Fun fact, now that you said that, fun fact about Chick-fil-A, you know they invented a chicken sandwich. Um, like in that. the mainstream in the mainstream thing. Chick-fil-A is the first, like I'm pretty sure people did chicken sandwich at their homes. Not really. From like when I was like doing research on Chick-fil-A, it I think the founder is the first person to come. That's why they have the name Chick-fil-A. It was chicken fillet. But mm. I think that name was copyrighted for something else, like because right. it's a chicken fillet, so they they abbreviated Chick Fil A. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you know what's crazy? The owner of um, Kentucky Fried Chicken um, actually owned Wendy's branches before he started um, opening up KFC restaurants. Really? Yeah, that's how he got most of his wealth. Interesting. Oh, maybe it might be actually the opposite. Right? Wasn't wait? Wasn't he in um it's, in the army? No, it's Wendy's. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's the Wendy's, uh, the guy who founded Wendy's, um, actually owned a couple of KFC restaurants. Okay, because I was like that, that he sold back. Because yeah, I remember opposite, the Colonel was like, I thought he was he was a uh, it was different because I think he was he didn't actually start KFC until he was like in his sixties or something like that. I might be wrong, but like Maybe, he was I'm like not too sure. he was like really late in life when he started when he got. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar. It's, again, it's like the persistencies, you know, failing upwards. Yeah. Um. But just to and, go back to the, like the Blue Ocean, I was like, it was the first one to do the chicken sandwich. And yeah, like look, like years later, damn near 40, 40 years, 30, 40 years of since Chick Fil A, now mm-hmm. we have the quote unquote chicken sandwich wars. Like now everybody yeah, else is going chicken sandwich route. When Chick Fil A yeah. was the first one to like you know, I'm just so sad thing. they don't have the spicy chicken sandwich no more. Yes, they that do. Makes me sad. No, they don't. Not, uh, not at, at Chick Fil A. Yes, they do have the spicy chicken they, sandwich. No, they took it away. When it must have been like in a month ago. No, they've been took it away. Yeah, no. I, I every time I, I literally went to Chick Fil A like sometime in January. The spicy chicken sandwich is taken away. No, it is not. You are crazy. You are insane. They only have two <laughs> things, three things on their menu, which is chicken nuggets, the chicken sandwich, and the spicy no, chicken sandwich. No, they have the rolls. They have the the um the veggie rolls and stuff like that. No, they fucking dude. Don't 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 do this to me. Don't do this to me right now. I haven't been to Chick Fil A, but I kind of find it very hard to believe that they would take the spicy chicken sandwich. They took the because I remember because they um I I ordered it once and asked them what happened to that the spicy chicken sandwich because it was like I'm, I gotta do research right now. But continue. You you blowing um, my mind right now. <laughs> uh, what should we call it? Yeah, Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich. Um, discontinued. No, 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 no. You found it? it says um discontinued. I'm typing in right now. All right, I'm I'm looking, and it looks like um it's still there. You liar! Yes, yeah, so here and uh, okay, so. Let's wait for this to load, but um, yeah, the whole entire concept, the whole entire concept of like again blue oceans, mm-hmm. and it to me it's a very, I guess it's not really that complex of an idea. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, um, it's more difficult than what it sounds like, because yeah. in, you know in the sea of red you have to create like what makes you again this is all about what's separating you from everyone else. So let's see. But you have, I feel like you should have a, like, it's still there because I'm literally on the Chick-fil-A app and I could order it. So. Not not the one that I usually get. I don't know Believe what it. you usually get, um, but it, the spicy chicken sandwich is literally one of their staples. They only have, like, three things on their menu. There's variations of them. There's the nuggets, grilled nuggets, 
um chicken sandwich spicy chicken sandwich and then a bunch of like little sides and stuff like that but that's like their main their whole menu it'd be weird for them to take the spicy chicken sandwich oh, away my phone died oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well so maybe uh, maybe it's just this location because again like i said i haven't like that's the one thing that i always get dude maybe um, you just went maybe they ran out that day or something no nah, bro because i asked them i asked them i was like hey Yo, what about this chicken sandwich, huh? Yeah. And they're like, nah, dude. Nah, they still got it. I'm literally on their menu right now on their app. They have right. they have um the chicken sandwich, and of course they have the deluxe of each, like with lettuce, tomatoes, and um and cheese. They have the grilled chicken, and they have um the spicy grilled chicken, chicken nuggets, grilled chicken nuggets, and chicken strips. And then they have like wraps and stuff like that. But yeah, they don't really have that much things on their menu for them to take off one item. Like they don't do see the only seasonal things that I know they do is like drinks. They'll have like a peach, peach ice cream type bullshit um, every so often, like during I think summertime. Oh, it's not the sandwich; it's the biscuit, the spicy chicken biscuit. Oh, okay, I don't have bre- I don't yeah. get breakfast there, so I got nothing on that. They uh, discontinued the spicy chicken biscuit in 2016. Really? I wonder why. It's like easy. They already have the unless where the where the um chicken patties smaller for the biscuits. Uh, I don't know because if not, it's already on them. They already have the material, so I don't see. It what was one of I think that's what it is. Not a sandwich. I think that's one of my favorite of. Okay. That was my favorite biscuit. Okay, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I haven't had breakfast there in years, so <laughs> I cannot argue that point. Yeah, um, but yeah, so like um. So for effective decision, um, not for, for effective, yeah, for yeah. Uh, core values and habits of the rich and successful people. Um, but honestly, like what gives us merit to talk about being successful? What gives us merit? And that's the thing. Like, it's not, you know what I realized why we could, ha- we could talk about it because all the freaking ads I see on YouTube for people selling courses for shit they don't know nothing about and they use your money to get rich. And then to live the lifestyle that they're telling you they're living. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, you could know something theoretically and you don't have the means to do it. Doesn't mean that it's discredited. Like, if I say, hey, if you invest X, like, if I do the math, right, I crunch the numbers. And I tell you, hey, if you invest um, $500,000 in a dividend a portfolio in the stock market, you should net about a couple, um, what was it? couple thousand dollars a month or every like three months whatever the case may be if i do the math just because i haven't done that myself because doesn't mean i can't give you advice to do it it just means i don't have the means to do that thing but yeah. i know my theory is sound like it makes sense these are the numbers i did the numbers i've seen i've seen the i've seen people do this and they succeed doesn't mean everybody will succeed doing that i mean the stock market is a little it's a little bit more for sure like with especially with dividend um investing but like I think I could still give somebody advice just because I can't do something. It's just like if somebody who's married asked me advice about, like, what do you think I should do with my wife? Or like, you know, we're going through this situation. Just because I'm not personally married doesn't mean I can't, like, have an objective view. An input. Yeah, yeah input. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to take my advice. Because, like you said, I am not married. So, like, I might not understand 100% what's, what you have to deal with because I'm right. not in that situation. But that doesn't mean I can't, like, you know, seem like, oh, I would, this is what I would do. I yeah, don't know. You, you can you can place the person yeah in that shoes. and and I get a, I no I agree with you because that's the whole entire philosophy between be, uh, behind consulting mm-hmm. and, uh, consulting work 
Yeah. Like, honestly, as long as you know more and a little bit more than the person that you're trying to teach, I think it's fine. Yeah. And, um, and then it's the whole thing about consulting. A lot of people don't know this. Um, like consultants are supposed to be quote unquote experts, not necessarily. Like, um, they're experts they might have to more, you. <laughs> yeah, because they know a little bit more so than what you know. And um, they have a little bit more experience. Like for me, like um, some of the stuff I do consulting for is um, the business I I'm in. Just because mm-hmm. you know I've been here for you know over a decade now. And if I need more advice, I'll go to you because I know you know a lot more than that. Like in, in a lot of things, like even with stock market, I think in in originally, like especially like with day trading stuff like that, I've I came to you a lot with that kind of stuff. Um, just mm-hmm. to um like understand because I know you were really good at reading um charts and patterns and stuff like that and we talked yeah. about that all the time but when it came to dividend investing and like hey man what did i ask yeah, you you would ask me because yeah. i like i kind of took more time to do research on those yeah, that's like your, your wheelhouse yeah. and again that's this whole entire thing about consulting it's just like you're like what you're good at you don't have to be like a quote-unquote expert because there's no such thing there's always there, more to learn yeah there's always and that's the thing there's always another certification uh certification is always it's always going to be we're always evolving it's always going to be something that that you would need to learn or not learn or just learn um and at the and, end of the day i would say yeah. like the number one rule is doing your own due diligence just because i tell you to do something or this is how you should do it doesn't mean you have to follow just because i gave you advice on it it's your due diligence oh, yeah, bro. to like see if it makes sense like sit down and like oh he said do this then i should do this let me see if it makes sense for my particular situation or if it makes sense for my life and then you go from yeah. there what I, what i always do like um for for example like people always ask me wow what stock should i get into like what stock should i buy oh that's the worst um, thing to do <laughs> following somebody like, else yeah and i was like honestly man i was like you want to have to do your research like i, I was like I, I wouldn't want to give you a recommendation um you know, the stocks that I like personally, mm-hmm. but I have the, like my philosophies behind them and like the reasons why I like them. And I was like, but you shouldn't just, just because somebody says jump on it, doesn't I mean, mean you, you should jump, just jump on, on, it. on it. It might be that's good to I, look into it because if, yeah, if you feel you like they burned. know more than you and they're saying this is a good stock. You should be like, yeah. well, let me see if, if it is good. Let me see why they think it's a good stock. Yeah. Ask them. Um, it's nothing wrong, but like following somebody else's thing. Like a lot of times, like with the stock market, there's so many companies in the stock market. Doesn't mean you find value in everything. Let's say, um, yeah. for example, one of the most lucrative lucrative stocks out there are sin sin um sin stocks or sin companies, I forgot what they're called. Like with tobacco, um, tobacco, alcohol, drugs, war, um, weapon type of um stocks. They're very yeah. lucrative, but a lot of people, and I think that's why they call it sin sin stocks. I think it's called sin stack. Um, yeah, stock. you're right. I'm, I'm, I don't yeah. remember the, the terminology, but a lot of people might not want to invest in those because at the end of the day, when you invest in the stock, it doesn't mean you you agree with their philosophy or whatever. Especially if you're in it for the money, but a lot of times people buy into companies they like. So if you don't like tobacco, you don't you know, especially tobacco or war um war weapons and stuff like that. If you don't believe you know, like, why are you giving money to a company that's selling tobacco that's going to kill people just for profit? Like, you know, if that doesn't sit right with you, doesn't mean you just follow me just because I do it. Because I don't care. I'm just like, I'm just trying to make some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess, like, like, I think you tackled it. Yeah. Um, with what you said, it's just the dual diligence of like doing. Just do your thing. Man. Um, and it's it's one of those things that crosses over from like decision making to like I I believe, um, from where I found majority of my successes is by doing due diligence um but also there's also a con to due diligence is um something called 
analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. It is the time and point where you are pretty much stagnant. You're dead in the water. You're not moving, but you're just looking at information it's and like, you're is it, wasting time. Is it the same thing as a, uh, information overload? No. Okay. Information overload is just like when you just do like intense research. You're getting too like much a, a specific. Yeah, and you just you just you drown yourself. You're getting way more than you actually um, need to make the decision yeah. that you're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. And um, analysis paralysis. Oh my goodness. An- analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. There you go. Is um, it it's pretty much like when you're just like literally paralyzed and not doing anything. Like you waste so much time because there's a new article that came out. Oh, then this new article came out. There's an article saying that you shouldn't do it. This article saying we that you should do it. We were just talking about something like that. I don't think it's the same. We were just talking about that sporting river with the cholesterol and eggs. And I was telling yeah. you, like every every so often, there's a new. Yeah, <laughs> and then like um, and that's the whole entire thing is just like um, that's one of the things that I feel like a lot of su- successful people break through is by getting past that point and actually taking action. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, when it comes to both effective decision and, you know, values and habits of rich and successful people, mm-hmm. um, it is making, again, I have three, what, three points that I was telling Emmanuel about mm-hmm. um, that I think will lead anybody to being successful is being decisive in your decision making and actually just fucking making a decision. It's either to take action, to do it, and just do it like don't have anything else just if you're going to say for instance if you want to start a podcast just fucking do it mm-hmm. if you want to start a business you know do it you know because i feel like a lot of the things is just like um you know like for example is this like going to school getting a four-year degree maybe a six eight ten year degree then going to a work field you don't really know what's going on like mm-hmm. um you don't really want to, um, know what's going on, but you're getting what on the job training, yeah. and I think that's pretty much what's happening with a lot of businesses, and like people who start business, is that they got the general information down and they're starting, but now it's pretty much on the job training. Exactly, they have to understand, like, learn from experiences, and you know, stuff that happens. So now they understand what's going on, and that's the same thing with like I said with on the job training. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so that's that's one is to be decisive in your decision to make effective decisions, which we already categorize that to um, dual diligence, pros and cons, and to sleep on it. Um, the second one, for me, this is what I think these these three is to be to um to have momentum and to keep momentum. Mm-hmm. So let's say like you start because everything starts slow. Yeah. That's just the nature of like a business. Like it's very rare where a product or an item or a service explodes right away. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna take you, you know, it's gonna take some time for the fucking. And sometimes you're the, the only one that could see the vision. Yeah, it's gonna take time for you for a train to fucking move. So you know, but once the train starts moving, catching its momentum, eventually nothing stops you. Can break. Yeah, eventually you can break through any barrier that you place in front of it mm-hmm. or that it comes across. Yeah. Then. Once you reach at that point, it's you're like you know you're at a level where you can just coast. Where now momentum is carrying it forward and faster, forward and faster. Then the last one is the third one will be mastering, or like I guess mastery. 
mastering a skill or something that you can improve on or something that you can do to improve yourself or the business. This is becoming every day becoming more of a master at what you do at what your craft and stuff like that. That's what I personally think um, will lead a lot of people to success. Um, that led me to being successful with like training, like day trading and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what led me to be successful like with the e-commerce and even now with like this business here. Good. So yeah, I mean, those are my like my spill on like what I think. I think I like a quote that I that I saw that was like really good, like to point out, like you know, with your action thing. It said like a, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes the uh, a plan. And the plan um, backed by action be- makes your dreams come true. Mm. So it's just one of the things like you know you could say all this, but if you don't like put any action to it or you don't outline what you're trying to do, how you want to do it, it's like yeah, it's just it's just yeah. That's that. why that's why it's very dangerous. Um, there's a book and a movie called The Secret, like it's pretty much talking about how like you what you a, a very common very famous quote is uh what you think about you bring about you know which i agree to a certain extent um but when people just completely like immobilize themselves and just say oh i'm gonna stay in bed but i'm gonna dream of becoming rich i'm gonna say it and put it out into the universe if i put it into the universe that's some crystal yeah. bullshit right there that is some <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is some dangerous thinking because you know um, sure. Like, if you do the opposite, you can. You know what? I'm not gonna stay in bed. You know what? I'm gonna work towards becoming successful, becoming rich, or wealthy by doing X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna do it, have a positive mindset, and I'm gonna put it out to the universe. But I'm also gonna do the work. Yeah. Then there's some. There's something, there's something there. You should. Yeah. You should always, I think, dream like you. The universe doesn't owe you anything. The universe owes nothing. Like we're we're nothing. We're specks dude. of dust. We're just taking up time right now. You know, dude. Life life is just like the stock market. It's a zero sum game. It's a zero. Like you gotta work for what you want. Like of course it's good to like. Oh, I'm. This is gonna happen to me. Like positive reinforcement or um affirmation to yourself. I think is great. Like telling yourself because if you believe, um, if you really really believe something like this is gonna happen to you. It's go- like you're going to, I don't know, you're going to work hard to make it happen if you believe it's possible. Like if you believe this is what's going to happen if you put in the work. If you're also realistic too. Yeah. Let's th- I want to throw it in there too. Like yeah. You have to like be realistic in like your actions and like what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be like, I want to fucking fly. Like I want to believe that I can fly. So I'm going to fly. That's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> it's, sorry, Chief. Yeah. That's not it. You got to be realistic. <laughs> like me, if I say I want to join the NBA right now, like, bro, come on. Let's be honest. Come on. No. <laughs> that, not happening. Not happening. And it's not us like this thing, like, this, this counting, uh, discrediting dreams and stuff like that. No, it's just like being you gotta realistic. got to be realistic. You know? And sometimes, as sad as it may sound, sometimes your dreams will not come true. Like it just won't. Like you won't succeed. Not everybody yeah. that goes out there and works and busts their ass. Just with that saying goes, you know, reach for the stars or reach for the moon. Yeah. And you'll be amongst the stars. Yeah. Shoot, it's the same. Shoot for the moon. But uh, if even if you miss, you'll be amongst the stars. Yeah. I think it's the, 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 the quote of that. But yeah. Um, Something with fucking <laughs> astrology. <laughs> Being with the goddamn stars. Um, but yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's a reality. Like nobody wants to hear that or say that to somebody. But sometimes like you got to like be real with yourself um never settle not saying to settle 
but sometimes like certain dreams you have just like like for example let's say i want to run for i'm like i want to be president of the united states of america ah, i'm never going to be president of the united states of america there's nothing like i can't do anything to become president of the uh, of the united states of america mm. and that's because i know my limitations not because i don't want to not because i can't work hard enough just because there's laws that say I can't, like you know what I mean. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> laws, the laws out there say it's out, it's out of your power. Yeah, it's out of my, it's out of my control. No matter how much I think I could change the, um, the country, like if I was president, man, this were, and maybe that is true. But if I really believe that, I'm gonna have to find another avenue to help to try Which, to do again, for what you, I can. There's no, there's, there's no avenue other than yeah. There's absolutely no avenue yeah. for you to. No, no, no. I'm saying like find another avenue, not to be president, but other avenues to help try to do as much good as I uh, want. Philanthropy. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. let's say, if I'm like, oh, I want to be a politician. Maybe I cannot be president. Oh, but you can't be, you Maybe can't I could be, be a governor. I could be a politician. You can't be a governor. Yes, I can. No, no you can't. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor of California, dude. Yeah, his paper stated that he was born in the U.S., though. He wasn't born in the U.S. I know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he wasn't born in the U.S. Um, You can't be president, <laughs> but you could be like... governor without being born in the U.S. You could be everything um, but president, I think. Yeah. So, like... But I think... Yeah, but like I said, I, I honestly, man, those, I don't know, I, I really, I think to a certain extent, I, I feel as like I'm relatively successful. Um, it depends on how you look for it. Uh, if people would look at me and like I would present them with what I have, like, yeah, they're like, yeah, Rory's pretty successful. Um, but for me, I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. there's still more stuff I can do. It's more stuff I want to do, but it's just how I am. Like, I want to do more. Never I want to have more. Yeah, and that's also like a a blessing and a curse, but um, yeah. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I feel like um, they they go hand in hand, and if you're an effective decision maker, you're gonna become a successful person. Yeah, because again, extent they go hand in hand. I agree. I agree. But um. So I think that's a good uh, stopping point for us because we're almost hitting an hour. Yes, so guys, sir. That's going to do it for us. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments about this, and if you guys want to do or be a part of the 1K Challenge, join the Discord. Um, the challenge is welcome to anybody, and if you're in a channel or if you're just, you know, lurking, as the kids say nowadays, um, shoot me a message and I'll explain to you what I'm doing or even way like how to start or where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm a very friendly person. I'm not going to bite you. Mostly because so, you can't. I know, right? <laughs> so, all right, guys, that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you in the next one. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace. Peace.